as you know, the book of Revelation, sometimes they call it the book of the apocalypse, the book of the revelation of to John, and also the last book of the Bible. And then it contains so many symbols, allegorical languages, and especially these symbols and allegorical languages are characteristics of the book of Revelations. You know, the beast, the dragon, and the seven, the seals, the lamb with seven heads and seven eyes, so many other things like this. And we need, sometimes it is obvious to understand, for example, the lamb represents Jesus, but there are so many other things which may be difficult to understand and need the explanation of biblical experts or biblical scholars. From the first reading, there are three very important elements or symbols that John is talking about. The woman, a dragon, and a child. The dragon, as we know, is very fierce, very powerful, and represents the evil forces, the power of evil, you know, the hatred that exists, the division, and the violence, the crime instigated by the devil. So the dragon here represents, you know, the power of evil. And the woman, of course, is the Blessed Mother, adorned with, you know, the, the, I saw a woman clothed with a sun and a moon under her feet and a crown on her head with 12 stars. So she, she was adorned with sun, moon, and stars. And also the Blessed Mother here represents as the physical mother of Jesus Christ and also the spiritual mother of the church. And of course, the child we know is Jesus Christ himself, the Lamb of God who comes to save the world. Now, this woman is ready to give birth, but there was an impediment, an obstacle on her way. That is the dragon. And the dragon wants to kill the child. And then who comes to help? Of course, the angel Michael and his angels came and they took out the dragon and threw him out of the heaven so that she could be able to give birth peacefully. As you've heard from the first reading, John saw a vision. In that vision, he says, I saw the, the heavens, especially where the, the heavens, where the temple is, where the temple was placed, was open, and the Ark of the Covenant to be seen. God's temple was opened wide and the Ark of the Covenant to be seen. And then there is the Ark of the Covenant. Who is this Ark of the Covenant? Of course, from the Old Testament, we know the Ark of the Covenant was given to Moses, to the people of Israel, which is the law, the word of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord. 
So the Ark of the Covenant contains the word of the Lord. And in the New Testament, the Ark of the Covenant is the Blessed Mother herself because she bore and the word of the Lord dwelt in herself. She bore that word of the Lord. So the uh, Ark of Covenant came from the country hill of Judea. And Mary, as we have heard from the gospel, came from the country hill of Judea. So there is this resemblance. And, you know, as St. Augustine says, the new is concealed in the old, and the old is revealed in the new. So Jesus is the new Adam. Adam went to the wrong garden. Jesus went to the, the right, was also in the garden, but went to the right tree as Adam went to the wrong tree. Adam disobeyed and Jesus obeyed. So Jesus became the new Adam. And also the same way the Blessed Mother became the new Eve because she is now the new Ark of the New Covenant here. So what was the lesson today for us? We know that uh, after piecing together all the evidences, Pope Pius XII in 1950 decreed as a dogma, this the assumption of Our Lady to be celebrated on August 15th. What's the lesson for us today? First, the lesson that comes from God himself. That is, God honored her. God revered her. God respected her. And this is also the lesson of each one of us, to respect her because she's the spiritual mother of the church. She's the mother of, of, of us all also when she, is all when she is the mother of God. So he honored her, so we need to honor her. He revered her, so we need to revere her. And we respect her. We have, you know, a devotion for her. That's why we always pray the rosaries. And the next thing, how did she respond? And this is a lesson for each one of us. The way she responded to the call. The first was, of course, obedience. She obeyed the will of God. She said, let it be done to me according to thy will. She fully and wholeheartedly accepted, obeyed the will of God. But that will of God, the obedience came with humility, associated with humility. She humbled herself. So when we receive the word of the Lord, we obey with humility. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, pride, when, the, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble, there is always wisdom. The same time, in the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 5, say, close yourselves with humility toward one another. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So let us today reflect, pray that we may always be obedient to the will of God, first as the Blessed Mother did, and also accept the will of God with obedience associated with humility. Let us always learn to humble ourselves to be obedient 
that the Lord may always fill us with the grace that the grace he has given to his blessed mother. So let us also pray for the whole world. The whole world is in turmoil because there is no humility. Pride is prevailing. And this is what the dragon did. So the, the pride is a product of this dragon, of the evil force. And this evil force can only be defeated with humility and with the obedience as our Blessed Mother did. So let us ask the Lord to give us this grace and the blessings that we may always be obedient to his will and also accept his will with obedience and humility. Amen.